Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Hello and welcome to another episode of Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the comedy trivia show of answering questions and questioning answers. I'm your host, Spencer Hamilton, and I'll be awarding points to our two teams based on how well they know trivia and how good they are at lying. In Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, an incorrect answer is worth just as many points as a correct one. At least, as long as our players can trick the other team into believing it. Our teams for today's episode, representing the Moist Bandits, are Connor Doyle, Yvette Jaskowitz, and Casey Searles. Representing Baby It's Mold Outside, Bill Arnett, Elizabeth Del Toro, and Jason We Met. And as a special treat, the host for tonight, filling in for Spencer, which is me, is Johnny O'Mara. Hello. Uh, welcome to Let Sleeping Dogs Lie. I'm not Spencer Hamilton, but I am one of his helpers. Uh, and and I will say right now, I have not seen this presentation beforehand, so I um, am not responsible. Uh, let's get started by introducing the teams. Uh, first, the team to my left, your right. Uh, well, Spencer, uh, we have Thank you. Uh, a team name, and each of us has an individual. Perfect. That's exactly what I want to hear. Christmas-themed name. So uh, our team name is... The Moist Bandits. What? Okay, oh, fun, okay. fun. Yeah. I get it. Uh, Not as thank criminal you. as... The Wet Bandits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also kind of worse. Yeah. Yeah. If you're still confused, Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> They're just a little drier. Just like a little yeah. bit. It's yeah. like Goldilocks. It's yeah. right in the middle. It's the, it's the British version of Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> just a little drier. <laughs> Okay. I get it. I get it. That sucks. Yeah. Uh, and our individual names, yeah. shall we? Yeah. Oh, I'm um, Puss Galensky, the polka queen of Chicago. <laughs> I'm Fuller House McAllister. I'm Buzz's girlfriend. Woof. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'm in. You're welcome. Uh, and to my right, your left. Uh, our team name is Baby It's Mold Outside. <laughs> oh! All right. Huge pop from the crowd. Huge pop. Uh, that was not the response I got backstage. Yeah. <laughs> I pitched it real hard backstage. <laughs> uh, and do you, do you have individual Christmas names? No. Regular names. Yeah. Okay. Regular Just names. Cool. Birth, birth kind. Birth, okay. Um, Is that your name, Birthkind? Birthkind. I'm Birthkind. I'm the quarterback of the Iowa Hawkeyes. <laughs> um, as you may or may not have guessed, the theme tonight is either Christmas or Christmas movies. Uh, my notes are conflicting, so we'll find out as we go along. Uh, Ooh, Pirate Santa. Look at all those Santas. Y'all seen that sexy Santa movie on Netflix? Santa Daddy. <laughs> Oh yes. Uh, I'll, I'll start. I'll start with the moist bandits. Uh, in the classic Carol, we wish you a merry Christmas. The roving singers demand figgy pudding before they'll show mercy and move on to the next house to extort food from the neighbors. Mm -hmm. Figs have a, have a rather unique reproductive cycle. We all know this. 
What animal is vital to the continued survival of the fig and its many questionable desserts? We're going to go with a gibbon monkey. Gibbon monkey, okay. What do you think? Did you say gibbon or gibbon? Gibbon, like this? Yeah, but they'd be... Oh, now I get it. The acrobat of the jungle. Yes. (laughs) The gibbon. They'd be giving life to those figs. So what climate is that? (laughs) So so for me... Oh, yeah. Sure, I'll take that one. Uh, A a jungle climate, because they're the uh, acrobats of the jungle. Yeah. So jungular. Do we get Climate. questions? How does that work? <laughs> you do. Yeah. When I okay. when I was a boy, <laughs> I I asked my dad if uh, we could get a, like a spider monkey as a pet, and he told me yes. And there was a uh, a pet shop uh, kind of near Midway off of Sixty Third, and they sold like weird pets that like you can't sell, uh, like like flying squirrels and things. And they had like a flying squirrel that would just like jet across the 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 store. Unless I'm remembering this weird. <laughs> That's super possible, too. Anyway, we went there to like look at monkeys. We never got one. <laughs> That's the end of the story. Yeah, yeah that does not good... seem legal. Answer that question, please. Yeah. Answer that question. <laughs> I, I grew Why up... didn't I get a monkey? <laughs> I grew up in Florida, and that might have something to do with it, but I feel like I knew like a shitload of kids that had flying squirrels. Was that a thing? Well, you know, speaking of shitloads, uh, just to bring it back to the question. No. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Gi- uh, gibbons are vital to the survival of figs because they eat a lot of figs and then will will spread the seed of the the uh, figs through their excrement. This is laughable. Throughout wrong. the jungle. <laughs> uh, you're gonna uh, so, sure. Yeah. Johnny, can I ask you just a quick question? Yeah. Sure. You didn't have a flying squirrel. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> We did. We did have like too many pets, though, for sure. What? We had like lizards and shit. Yeah. What kind of lizards? Uh, leopard gecko and yeah. a bearded dragon. And yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, my a, parents would never iguanas. let me get a dang iguana. I had an iguana. His <sighs> name. Can I tell you a story about? Yeah, my, please. My, <laughs> my iguana's name was uh, Buddy because he was like my pal. Sure. And um, why don't you call him pal? <laughs> I don't know. Cut out but, the middleman. But I watched, <laughs> I watched him die. Oh! <laughs> what happened? He um. This is question one. <laughs> Jason has told two stories, uh, not even being asked a question for his team, and one involves the death of a pet. We'll, this we'll, is so Jason. This is like Jason distilled. We'll uh. Maybe for the next question, you could tell us how he died. Okay. Uh, so you think they're lying? The sad part that. is I don't know how he died. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just know he's dead. Oh. <laughs> so in Friendswood, Texas, there's a fig festival every summer. Uh, Friendswood, Texas being where I grew up. I know a lot about figs, and I can tell you, Johnny, that the wasp is the vital animal for figs to continue existing because a wasp literally crawls inside the fig and then dies. 
And that's how they get pollinated. Dang, that rule. So whenever you're eating a fig, there's like one one kind of fig that doesn't have this, but all the rest of the kinds, you're eating the dead wasp that's been absorbed into the fig. Did you ever watch a wasp die? (laughs) (laughs) I asked a question, Connor. Um, let's see. And, I, and I, again, just to remind everyone, I have no idea what the answer <laughs> is. Dang. Wasps. Yeah, boy. Uh, wasps lay their eggs in the fruit of the tree. As they burrow into each fruit, they help spread pollen from tree to tree. Figs are also vital to the wasps, providing a relatively safe place for male wasps to leave their sperm for the dormant females before hatching. But, Johnny, you could say that wasps be gibbon figs life. So I'm going to give five points to Baby It's Cold bold, Mold Outside for uh, getting that correct. It's Cold Bold Mold Outside. And I'm going to take five points away from Connor. Uh, okay, next question. Uh, and this is for Baby It's Mold Outside. Uh, the movie Love Actually follows ten different couples through the final month leading up to Christmas. One plot follows Harry and Karen, a married couple. As Harry ends up having an affair with his secretary, uh, Karen is saddened to find that her husband has given a necklace she thought was for her to the secretary, while she only got a Joni Mitchell CD. Karen is then afflicted with serious heartbreak. Joni Mitchell was afflicted with a different but very serious disease at age nine. (laughs) I thought this would be a Love Actually question. Not tonight. Uh, what disease did Joni Mitchell have? And boy, I hope it's funny. I feel it in my fingers. I feel it in my toes. Christmas is all around me. And so the It's written in the wind Everywhere I go All right, that's time right there. What hilarious disease did Joni Mitchell have? Uh, it's not hilarious. Pemphigus. Pemphigus. It is an autoimmune disorder hmm. uh, similar to lupus. Uh, a buddy of mine... Uh, Revealed that he was a Joni Mitchell fan amongst uh, a bunch of guys, and we uh, ragged on him endlessly, uh, as guys would. Speaking uh, of boy uh, stuff. Uh, uh, what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was being rude. Just locker room talking. Someone, you know, says they like Joni Mitchell, you know, and, you know. Yeah, so we made stuff. fun of him relentlessly, and in making fun of him, he revealed that she had this strange autoimmune disorder called pemphigus. Sorry, to defend that he liked Joni Mitchell, he was like, you gotta hear about this autoimmune Yes, disorder. yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's like you can't, you can't make fun of a guy whose dad just died. No, <laughs> unless their dad See? was. dad, Joni See Mitchell? what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I'm just saying like people that, you know, that go through like bad shit, like you're not gonna make fun of them. And he's like, no, I like Joni Mitchell. And... Joni Mitchell has pemphigus, which is a sad thing. So everyone's like, oh, we got to back off. That makes sense to me is what I'm saying. I've been in a locker room, guys. (laughs) Is that where your iguana died? No. (laughs) uh, Let's... uh, So you said it's it's similar to... Do the show, please. (laughs) It's similar to lupus? 
Yeah, autoimmune disorder. In in what uh, what are some of the manifestations of of pemphigus? Of pemphigus? Yeah, uh-huh. it attacks the uh, connective tissue. I want to say in your gums and uh, just one of those general weak, general lose color. You lose uh, like like lupus. I mean, you know, you're just kind of generally sick. Uh, it flares up. It goes away. Uh, it's an autoimmune disorder. I don't. I, 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 it's like ulcerative colitis. Yeah. I feel like he's talking about fibromyalgia. <laughs> like those That's commercials. It, it, they're in the, probably the same family, you know? Spell it. I was just going to ask Ooh. that. Hemphagus? Yeah. Yeah. Is there a, like any silent letters? Or? There, probably. Mm. There's probably more silent letters than pronounced letters. <laughs> it sounds like a Hogwarts house. <laughs> It's a thing. <laughs> it's a uh, thing. My iguana died from it. <laughs> I, I mean, guess we can't make fun of you the whole rest of the night. Then. Thank you. Yeah. Joni Mitch, she was in the news, like, today? Anyone else? What? Recently. <laughs> she just looks bad. Oh, <laughs> that was the news? <laughs> no, that was the news. Breaking news. Uh, Joni Mitchell looks bad. Oh, bad. I don't mean it's an, I mean, she's older. I mean, that's probably not going to help, but like... Uh, thanks, Tim. Not great. Uh, hold on. we got to break in one more time. She's older. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, what do you think? Pem, pemphi, pemphigus? No. No, no, no. no. It might be lupus. It might be, okay. Or it, it might be uh, rickets. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna need just one. So lupus or rickets? We can go with yours. No, we can go with yours. Pick a third one. So polite. If he says it's like lupus, I'm gonna take lupus. I like. I like that. Hedging your bets. Good odds. Dang. Oh, way dark. That's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, At age age nine, Joni Mitchell contracted polio. She even lost her ability to work. Unlike many others with the disease. To work? <laughs> to work. Um, to walk. To walk. <laughs> hey, man. Like I said, I have not seen this before. Uh, I she can't did, go to work, Dad. I got polio. <laughs> she did manage to make a full recovery. Uh, my my, uh, my great aunt had polio, and she had to get two different size shoes. But other than that, she was fine. So, uh, my aunt's Joni Mitchell. <laughs> were her feet different sized? No, she just liked the They look. made her get... <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah they, I guess they were. I don't know. I never got too close. <laughs> my um, grandma... Jesus, God. W- w- uh, once, she once wanted to find out how big her boobs were, so she weighed them individually. And she told me that they each weighed two pounds. Huh. That's like, kind of cool, right? Like on a kitchen scale? Or? <laughs> yeah, she put like a... She put like a like a normal scale on a table, like on her kitchen table, actually. Like a bathroom scale? Yeah, like a bathroom scale. <clears throat> okay. And then just placed each boob on the uh, kitchen table. Like Jason, that. Can, can I ask you a serious question? Yeah. What is it like to date you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm perpetually single, so <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> In 2000, Jim Carrey tried to ruin Christmas by starring as the title character in Ron Howard's doc- in Ron Howard's Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Um, it's an awful film, disagree, and it's one of the reasons uh, reasons apostrophe s. Come on, Spencer. Uh, studios have stopped making live action adaptations of Dr. Seuss books. What's the other reason we don't get any more live-action Dr. Seuss movies? And this is for uh, Baby, uh, Baby the Moist Bandits. 
you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black heel. What do you think? Why don't we get those okay. live-action Dr. Seuss movies anymore? So um, it's because of issues with his estate after his death. Okay. Sure. Contentions. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Seuss had a, a famous super antagonistic split with his wife. Uh, and so his estate is very hostile towards uh, giving out his, his material because his estate is not big fans of Dr. Seuss. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Wait, who owns his estate? Uh, his his former wife and then eventually his his uh, children. So she, she's holding a hostage. Well, she, she's dead, but the children. Oh, she's dead. Yeah. So Dr. Seuss's kids own it. Yeah, the little Seusses. <laughs> and they hate Wait. daddy. They well, da daddy right, did yeah. bad. Dad, daddy cheated on and then left his wife for a, a much younger woman, and so there was. A, so what? Yeah. So why did uh, the Seuss children give away the rights to do the new Grinch movie that keeps very antagonistic advertisements on the CTA? Seuss has got to eat, man. <laughs> yeah, because because they made a shitload of. It's money also from. not live action. Well, yeah, that's, how, that's true. how come? <laughs> <laughs> if you how paid come, attention to the posters. How come they? Um, how come there's Seuss Landing in Universal Studios Orlando? That's live action. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that's a movie. A whole, that's a whole island in Island of, uh, of Adventure. It might have depended on when it came about. Well, it's, that's more recent. It's within the last 10 years, right? I, yeah, but this is older than 10 Landon? years. Yeah. No, that was like 99. What year is it? <laughs> 03? <laughs> I killed in all three, so that's <laughs> perfect. So why the no live action though? Because they've been they did, they did a Lorax movie, they did this last they Dr. Did. Seuss movie, and the movie. Lorax movie was a, animated. A, yeah, Anim animated and a famous flop. And so it, there's Cat in the Hat, which is live action. Yeah, and, and a famous flop. Just uh, to be fair, you're not answering the question. <laughs> I'm answering the question. What's no, the distinction? What's the distinction? Yeah. Why the distinction between uh, between the licensing of Live action versus animated movies. Uh, well, I mean, I frankly I don't know, but uh, the the Cat in the Hat was uh, bad. That's, would be my answer. The Cat in the Hat is bad. Oh, okay, that was in the question. Is why oh, that was the, the question. live action? Yes, okay. Um, yeah, I don't know why I didn't make it clearer earlier. Is my full <laughs> sentence there? Uh, because uh, <laughs> all the Seusses were very scared of Mike Myers as the Cat in the Hat. That's a clear answer, which is what we all agreed on to did, say now. Did, did Mike Myers' Cat in the Hat come out before the Jim Carrey Grinch movie? No. Because Dakota Fanning's in it. Right? She plays yes. the hat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wh what do you think? Is it, is it that the children of Dr. Seuss are uh, somehow angry at Dr. Seuss? <laughs> too easy. No. It's too easy. Okay, what do you think? Um, I also, think they didn't really give a straight answer. but I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it's because, um, I'm sorry, we did not discuss this earlier, but I'm going to posit a thought just now. I trust mm -hmm. you. Uh, so I know, I know for Disney, uh, if you do a live-action Disney movie like Amy Adams and Enchanted, your face becomes their property. And so you're like so like they have like all images of Amy Adams's face like as a as pertains to the character and they can like warp her around and like even regular pictures of her I think That's why she's not show. a Disney princess. 
Right. Well, because they would have to, I think, pay her royalties on it. Mm-hmm. But but there's still like, I bet it's something to do with live action, meaning a company owning your likeness in perpetuity in a mm-hmm. way that it's easier to do it, probably cheaper without yeah. somebody's face. Jim Carrey's Grinch is the Grinch, and he owns it, and he can sell it, and, and <laughs> the Dr. Seuss people get locked out. Okay. Something else, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm high-fiving you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, yeah. Uh, okay, two answers. <laughs> uh, the answer is Mike Myers' portrayal of the cat in the hat. We were close, right? That was literally the answer. That was the answer we gave. We whittled that, it down. That was, that was an answer we gave. You didn't give an answer. Clearly, we misinterpreted the question and then fucking knocked it out of the park. Listen, that was that was we the only time in this. We sh- got there. That's the only time in the show that I was listening to what they say, and <laughs> they did not give an answer. Uh, after Dr. Seuss passed away, everything was under the control of his second wife, Audrey Geisel. She approved the making of Seussical the Musical, the live-action Grinch, and the live-action Cat in the Hat, but Audrey hated Cat in the Hat so much, and Mike Myers' performance in particular, that she decided that enough was enough. Um, you know, I'll I give you five points instead of the full ten, because half of your answers were correct. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They also said that like she Thank hated you. Dr. Seuss and the kids hated somebody, <laughs> and like there was a lot of hate and like Mike but Myers and Bohemian Rhapsody sucked. We all know it. Mike Myers is in Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, it's stupid. Yeah. He plays no. the hat. <laughs> uh, question four for uh, Baby, it's mold outside. In the U.S. Okay. In the U.S. Uh, many people consider it a holiday tradition to watch a Charlie Brown Christmas. However, elsewhere, rituals may differ. For example, it is a Swedish tradition to watch Donald Duck cartoons on Christmas <laughs> Eve. Speaking of differing traditions, in the U.S., it's customary for children to leave their teeth under their pillow for the tooth fairy before going to bed. In Japan, what do children do with their teeth? <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> Japanese children do with their teeth? Um, much like my parents did without telling me, they save them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, uh, I, I found it in a jewelry drawer when I was like 13. That was real weird. Um, like just all, like, oh shit, loose teeth. That's not even that weird. I found my foreskin. Is that for real? No. No, that's not real. You can real. only tell stories if they're real. You, everyone else can lie. Jason's upstaging me every time I try to talk. I'm very Jason's sorry. upstaging I'm very, himself. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, but they save them and then they're a wedding gift. Whoa, yeah, cool. As like a like, hey, like we could have kids if we wanted. Because we got all these now. teeth. <laughs> Okay. So are they saved by the parents or by the kid themselves? Or and by kept? the bell. Like, I mean, it depends on the family and who's responsible, but the household keeps and them. And do the bride and groom give their teeth to each other, or do they mm-hmm. mix them all together? Or? Both. 
Both. So like you you gift them and then like throw them like dice. <laughs> it's like a luck be a lady in the sewers and guys and dolls. They just kind of. Oh. That, so that was a specific representation. That was actually of a, a very ritual. specific cultural reference in guys and dolls. You might think like, wow, this is one note the whole way through, but actually it's very worldly. So, Mike, I, I mean, that's a little ridiculous, but they do save. Them. <laughs> <laughs> they do in, in these little silk bags. Uh, it's a very formal thing that you save. You just you hold on to them. You hold on. To them, and they become either at your wedding or some event. You know, they, sure. they're oh. a piece of you. And you don't lose a piece of you. Okay, so I have two questions. So yeah, first off, you said a, a wedding or some event. So is it like just like a fantasy football draft? Not, like, ev- no, not everyone no, gets no. married. <laughs> some people don't married. get married. Some people are uh, civil unions. So weddings or civil unions traditionally teeth are given. Yeah. Or a fantasy football event where someone gets married. <laughs> Do they save anything else? Hair or? Eyelashes. Their virginities. To marriage. Yeah. In, a, in, in a little bag. <laughs> yeah, in a silk bag. In a silk, in a nice silk bag. Uh, uh, my, my other question, what, so what happens to the previous generation of teeth? Like, are the, is there just a mountain of teeth coming down through no. the ages to, no, to the current generation? you don't inherit other people. Well, that's what I'm asking, yeah. So, like, when is it just the bride and groom give it, and yeah. then that's the end of those teeth? Did, did well, you, when they f- settle down and have a home together, they're, you know, buried in the yard, or I don't even you know they're... Yeah, you know. it's like a guard, garter. That's, is that what it's called? That thing on a leg? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like so a like garter. You, you Did you get your whatever <laughs> dad so. or mom's garter? <laughs> so there's a big uh, musical number where someone pulls the baby teeth out of someone else's mouth at a wedding. Sorry, did you... Sorry, the sentence you just said. <laughs> did, did you get your dad or mom a garter? No. Because I don't know who owns a garter. Oh, yeah, I got, I got my dad's garter, but not my mom's okay. garter. Well, yes. I didn't know, like... sock garters that he wears... Because like he's reading the newspaper. Because <laughs> like the guy takes the garter, right? Does, then does it is it his garter, or is it still the like I, the mom? I think he technically throws it. Oh, like the, like the bride would throw a bouquet. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. And then the then a, a I believe a horny man in the audience catches it, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, and then only the guy the who, and then the guy who catches the garter oh, and, the, and the girl who catches it, the the bouquet, they take a picture together and uh, supposedly those two are going to get married next. Sometimes they make them dance together. Hundred, yes. 100% Sometimes. success rate. Yes. yes. <laughs> Never fails. Yes. Oh, is that why I'm single? <laughs> you haven't caught a garter yet. Yeah. Uh, okay. I do I do have a tooth story. Yeah, my, my niece lost her teeth and was told about the tooth fairy deal, the lie, and um, she. <laughs> oh God! Uh, and she, uh, the the very uh, clever, industrious, and uh, I assume ritualistic child that she is, said, "Well, could I then place money under my pillow and get teeth?" In the morning? <laughs> Which honestly rules. Um, <laughs> that's all. This is the start of an episode of Dexter. <laughs> uh, what do you think about this? So they mentioned burying teeth, yeah. which we debated, and I'm going to jump in here. Yeah. So you know in Japanese horror films how a lot of characters are just wet all the time? Yeah. So Asian water these drink. Japanese children, they throw their teeth into a well to prevent the horror myths or uh, urban legends to rise and haunt their homes. So they give them teeth. That rules. I hope that's the one. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, uh, oh! Oh, 
Wrong direction. <laughs> Wrong direction. <laughs> Whoa. Um, yeah, so, so ki close. kids who lose teeth from their lower jaw will throw the teeth onto the roof, while upper jaw teeth go on the floor or underneath it. The idea is that the new tooth will be pulled towards the old tooth. Johnny, the a well is under the floor. Is it? Facts. <laughs> yeah. The floor of the earth. And there's a little silk, silk bag on the roof <laughs> of every Japanese house. <laughs> and people get married indoors. <laughs> wow, 100 points to everyone. <laughs> I do think marriage should not still exist. <laughs> Honestly, agreed. Um, you got married like four months ago. Yeah, it ruled. It was great. Uh, <laughs> Reindeer Games starring Ben Affleck and Charlize Theron is a holiday heist movie where a casino is robbed by five men dressed as Santa. It was so bad, the film's release date was buried in the cinematic graveyard of February. What? Uh, 20 years earlier, Atari rushed development on a movie tie-in video game for a Christmas season release. The game is considered the worst video game of all time, and 700,000 unsold copies were buried in a New Mexico landfill. I actually know this one, uh, just because. What was the video game? And that's for Moist. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, you would even say it glows. All of the other reindeer used to laugh and call him names. They never let him go. All right, that's time. Yeah. Moist Bandits, what's that game? Oh, the uh, the answer is E.T. It's E.T. E the game. Uh, which what? stands for? Uh, Extraterrestrial. Okay. Yeah. What was so extra about him? <laughs> <laughs> have you never snap, seen one him? solitary <laughs> snap? <laughs> I do it for the fans. <laughs> uh, I, Johnny, I uh, I'm going to give five points to the fans. I'm going to take ten points away from the haters. <laughs> <laughs> I happened to be looking at the audience right before that person snapped, and they, I think they pantomimed shooting a basketball and then snapped. I, I'm dead serious that that's what happened. So they like drained a three-pointer and then snapped, which all the cool basketball players do after they drill a three. You just can't hear it because you're so far away from the court. Because the, the camera follows the ball, but they go bam. It's extra. It's yeah. follow through. <laughs> Uh, what was so extra about E.T.? Yeah, we can answer that for <laughs> sure. Um, well, you know, he just wanted to get home. Don't we all? And that's the opposite. what's extra about all of us. Have you guys ever rode E.T. the ride in Universal Studios? Yes. Yes, oh my God, and they say your name at the end, and oh. yeah, it's mind-blowing. The, the best thing is giving them a name that's not your name. That's real oh fun. Oh my yeah. gosh, I know. My name's difficult enough to say, so <laughs> it was. it's always a delight. Do you want to know my favorite part about that ride? Yes. Yeah, it's sure. that it's when you go to E.T.'s home planet and then that one guy goes <clears throat> Oh I know what it is. Welcome home. <laughs> You've arrived. I like that part too. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I thought it was gonna be when you rode the bike with your uncircumcised dick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm circumcised. <laughs> 
keeps the foreskin in a little cut on his roof. Uh, how about a, I got a bonus question for the other team? Uh oh. Please. I'll allow it. <laughs> if, if they are so knowledgeable about, about ET, the yeah. extraterrestrial, what was the uh, confectionery tie-in to the movie? Yeah. Reese's oh, sure. Reese's Pieces? That's, I know that one. I said. Reese's Pieces? And? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we answered the question. <laughs> what was the child's uh, learning toy featured prominently in the movie? Yeah. The, is this a separate question, or is it a It's an additional theme? question. It's, it's a whole <laughs> giant question, multi-tiered question. Do these question. two questions have one answer, or are they two separate questions with two separate answers? Is it a speak and spell? You're giving away points. Are spe speak and spells? Ugh, also... Bill's <laughs> <laughs> risking points on all of these, I hope yeah. it's clear. I never said they were my points. He's <laughs> risking the audience's points. Yeah, the audience is not doing great right now. Um, do you know what they what they uh, digitally altered and like the? I think it was like. I do. 20th? I know what they altered. <laughs> Changed them to Skittles. Uh, no. Do you, what, yeah, you know what it is. Uh, they took the guns out of the cops' hands and replaced them with flashlights and CBs. Yep, that's true. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, but can I ask Bill a question? Yeah, please. Bill, why the hell not? Why do you Why do you know so much about ET? Because well, I saw it when I was a boy. I'm the oldest person else. here. <laughs> I'm the only one who saw it in the theater on its original release. <laughs> is Is that I didn't is mean that wrong? That to be an inflammatory question. Is that incorrect? <laughs> no, I just wanted to know if you loved ET. It's. It, it, I was a boy. It is my movie. <laughs> uh, I, it is mine. What, what do you What do you think about the answer to the question? Do you think that ET was the game? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. ET, the extraterrestrial. ET is often cited as one of the worst video games of all time. I've actually and played it. I played it in <laughs> 1987. My buddy had it for the Atari 2600. Was it hard? Yeah, uh, unbelievably difficult. <laughs> it just you just wandered around aimlessly. <laughs> Uh, picking like up mist? parts. Some his brother <laughs> figured it out how to how to win it, and uh, we still couldn't win. Uh, it's considered to be one of the most significant titles in the history of video games, as as it is cited as a major contributing factor to the video game industry crash of 1983. Oh no! There you go. Uh, oh. Baby, it's mold outside. I was just thinking about this movie this morning. Bill, Bill this way. is my movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can have it. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad portray fathers uh, competing to get their sons the hottest Christmas toy, the Turbo Man action figure, who is a very sexy toy. Ooh. Speaking of fathers, in this 1980s sitcom, the mother of 12-year-old Nicole has passed away. The two men who had competed for her mother's affections are former friends who grew to hate one another but are now awarded joint custody of Nicole. What's the name of this sitcom? Out of all the reindeers, you know you're the mastermind. Run, run, Rudolph. Randolph ain't too far behind. Run, run, Rudolph. Santa's gotta make it to town. Santa making very telling he can take the freeway down. What do you think? 
Uh, the answer is my two dads. My two dads. Whoa! I stunned everybody. <laughs> who were the Who were the actors who played the dads? It was two adult men. <laughs> Wait, is that the name of the show, or is it my two dads? It's my two dads, but each dad was played by a single adult man. <laughs> there was an easy spinoff title there, where they just didn't take it. Yeah. Two and a half men. <laughs> um, uh, have no, you, have two you... adult men. <laughs> Which Keep two, up. one? <laughs> uh, have you seen? Have you seen two adult or two? What? <laughs> have, you, have you ever in your life seen two adult men in the same place? No, no, just one. Well, <laughs> have you seen my two dads? Is this a, have do you, you seen? know what yeah. network? Oh, you have on? two dads? Yeah. <laughs> it was on. A, it was on a, uh, ABC. ABC. Yeah. Okay. I have a chin hair Mary. that I couldn't. I like it's just barely short enough that I can feel it, but I can't pull it with my fingernails, and I'm just so aware of it. So are we now? That was, <laughs> that was a, a plot point in <laughs> episode 302. Do you remember any of the actors? Yeah, uh, two, there was a for the first adult man. <laughs> okay. That was how no, they we were built. We get it. Yeah. Adult man no. one. Yeah. Do you want to finish your sentence? I know you do. And then there was a second. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Jason, do you remember, or anyone, do you remember the theme song of My Two Dads? Yeah, I think we can all sing it at once. <laughs> My, My two, two dads. So it's, it's like a creepy boy in the back of his closet, <laughs> like whispering into the ether. That's actually what was on screen while this theme song played. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh, what do you think? My two dads. That's the answer. Yeah. We think everything, every literally every syllable after was bullshit. <laughs> you don't the think that my two dads is played by two adult men? <laughs> my two dads. Which inexplicably ran for three seasons and sixty episodes. That's that sweet syndication it. point. I and think the girl in it was one of the the daughters from Step by Step. Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the listeners at home, uh, Johnny just ripped the music stand up, up, up. He ripped in it half. up. He ripped it up. And I'll yeah. do it again. Uh, yeah, that's it. My two dads. My college uh, improv group. And sketch comedy group. Hello! <laughs> Back in '93, uh, did a parody sketch called My Two Moms. Ha ha ha. <laughs> you know, we don't know who the mom is. Which is ridiculous, because clearly a mother would know that she was pregnant and gave birth. Mm. But in this sketch, you know, yeah. you, you know, you know a sketch was good if you're explaining the premise 25 years later. I was born in 1993. Yeah. <laughs> do, uh, do you know who your mom is, or could it be one of two ladies? I think I got it. There you Narrowed go. down. Validated, Bill. I think next year's the 30th anniversary. Is that so? Of my birthday? Yes. <laughs> no. It is 2003. <laughs> Go Gators. Uh, in the Santa Claus 3, the escape clause, Jack Frost, played by Martin Short, tricks Santa Claus, played by Tim Allen, into invoking the escape clause, inadvertently renouncing his position. Unbelievably, this movie made $110 million. It's 
Spencer hates every movie he's writing about in this. He hates everything he's ever seen. Uh, almost as unbelievable as, uh, as the prison escape done by Chua Gap Bak, a man dubbed the Korean Houdini. What a transition in that Yeah, question. sure, why not? How did Chua Gap Bak escape prison? This is for uh, Moist Bandits. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. Blixin' and blixin' and all his reindeers pulling on the reins. Bells are ringing, children singing, all is merry and bright. So hang your stockings and say your prayers, cause Santa Claus comes tonight. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. He's got a bag that's filled with toys for boys and girls again. Hear those sleigh bells jingle jangle, oh what a beautiful sight. So jump in bed and cover your head, cause Santa Claus comes tonight. Alright, that's time. How did Chua Gap Bak escape prison? Well, you mentioned that he's like Houdini, yeah. yes? So he uh, he loved magic disappearing acts, so he folded his body up into a security guard's like duffel bag that they have to check in. And he got into that duffel bag, it got zipped up, and a security guard literally walked him out of the prison. No, that's, that's Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love when the whole plot is that a security guard will carry his bag into the bank vault. Ta-da! <laughs> How much did he weigh? Like 110 yeah, pounds. You'd notice if your bag was 100 pounds heavier. I than know, it was. but if he got hooked up with a security guard to, so you the know. security guard was in on it. Yes. He's beefy okay. as hell. Yes, you and can't get out without help. I mean, that's not like a solo act. And it, it was something, it was a plan that was devised over time. So he had to definitely, you know, have a, a regimen where he, you know, stopped eating certain things and. So he wouldn't fart in the bag. Well, yeah. that, and so he would lose, he would make weight. It's kind of like if you're a wrestler. Yeah. Establish relationships over time. Mm -hmm. And if he's in Korea, like maybe it is a solo act. <laughs> Minus five points for Bill. <laughs> Boo. It was worth it. <laughs> my younger sister was born in Seoul, and when she was born, I still remember this. I told my mom, she's wrong. And my mom was like, what? And I was like, that's not a Korean baby. <laughs> <laughs> Minus five points. <laughs> We're back for in the Elizabeth. Game. Oh no, those are individual. I'm taking points from individual people. I was, like, I was like, this clearly, this baby doesn't look like the other babies. This baby's wrong. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it was. It was a, you know, I was. What, I was like six. Was, what does a know, Korean a, prison guard put in their duffel bag? <laughs> Shoes. <laughs> yeah, it's like you come in, Clothes. you know, you put in lunch, Good. different shoes. Mm -hmm. Weights. Um, <laughs> you know, like a Stephen King novel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Which is uh, basically a weight. Yeah, I mean, if you've so ever thick. seen an episode, like any crime, you know, prison, mm -hmm. you know, show like yeah, Orange crime is prison Black show. or uh, what was Oz? Mm. You know, you always see security guards and they bring in stuff and they take things in and out. It's not a very, like, it's very common. Dop yeah. kit. Mm. <laughs> like, contains I, liquids and... I um, I used to work with a guy that I used to call Little Jimmy. God. And he he went to school to be an architect, um, but he eventually became a a, a prison guard. And I once uh, saw him break a, a cinder block with his hand. On purpose? 
Yeah, like he was like a, like a karate guy. Hmm. It was it was like really cool. What do you think about their answer? Did he? Did I want to clarify you? that I lived in Seoul, so my sister was a white baby, and I thought that was wrong. I feel like it sounded like I have a Korean sister, and I was like, that's <laughs> fucked up. But it was a white baby born in Korea, and I was like, she looks weird. Carry on. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's cleared up, right? <laughs> Do you remember seeing lots of duffel bags in Korea? Was that a, is it a common thing for a... What did your sister come home from the hospital in? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what, what do you guys think about that answer? No. They're wrong. No, yeah, what do you think? No. He climbed inside a, he took all the guts out of a television and climbed inside the television. <laughs> and and then, then the television was, like, was carried to, out? Time to take this and TV home. To the warden's office. <laughs> and then he was forced to then act out all the television shows. <laughs> <laughs> My two dads. <laughs> uh, the yoga oh master God. squeezed out oh. through the tiny food... What the fuck? <laughs> through the tiny food slot at the bottom of the cell door. The slot was 5.9 inches tall and 17.7 .7 inches wide. Oh. Is there a picture? Nope, it's just that. Dang. <laughs> well, he... That's all. That's all I got. He's like a mouse. <laughs> yeah. So he did have to slim down, probably. So contortionism aspect of our answer was dead on. Yeah, but the rest was wrong. <laughs> In 1979, one of the greatest Christmas albums of all time was released along with a charming TV special. The star of the special was Henry John Deutschendorf Jr., uh, <laughs> played by many equally famous and beloved guest stars. What the fuck? Uh, but every single performer on the album, including Henry John Deutschendorf Jr., was uh, credited under different names than their real ones. How was Henry John Deutschendorf Jr. credited? And for bonus points, who were his mysterious guest stars? That's for you, baby, it's mold outside. This question makes no sense to me. <laughs> Have a holly jolly Christmas. It's the best it's time the of the year. Now, I don't know if there'll be snow, but have a cup of cheer. Have a holly jolly Christmas And when you walk down the street Say hello to friends you know And everyone you meet Oh, the mistletoe is hung Where you can see Somebody waits for you Kiss her once for me Have a holly jolly Christmas and in case you didn't hear, oh, by golly, have a holly jolly right. Christmas that's, uh, this year. That's going to be time. Woo. What do y'all think? Uh, Henry John uh, Deutschendorf Jr. was credited as Santa Claus. Great. Fun little pseudonym for the holidays. The idea was that it was, it was a real Christmas album. Somebody, oh my gosh. Santa singing these songs. Yeah. Oh, so, okay, so the, the hook was that Santa was was actually playing. So this was a, a, a character played by Santa. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. no, so Santa was the character, but the credit was like, oh, Santa as himself. You know what I mean? No, I don't. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, where did Henry John Deutschendorf come in? He was that? the actor portraying Santa Oh, Claus. so this is a real man. Yeah. Yeah, that's the guy's name. Oh. <laughs> uh, I, too, misunderstood the question. Yeah, I don't know what's <laughs> me, happening. Me, too. Okay. 
Uh, it sounds like you guys are familiar with this album. Guest 100%. stars include Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, so everyone was so it was real. It was like John Denver, but they but he yeah. was credited as Jesus Christ. It's like when you do a midnight improv show and you're like, I'm not really me. We're whoever we want to be. The art speaks for itself. So they were like, oh, we'll all play different characters. I'm Santa on this album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's just like that. <laughs> Are you going for any of the bonus points besides that? Jesus. I said Jesus Christ uh-huh. and Mrs. Claus. Elf. Elf as an elf. Single elf. Um, <laughs> okay. I think I got... A lot all the heavy of reluctant laughs when I said <laughs> <laughs> when I said like a midnight improv show. I think you all related more to that than you wanted to admit out loud. <laughs> but I think we all went on the journey with that answer, and I just think it needs to be recognized <laughs> as relatable content. Let's hear it for midnight improv shows. Something I will never ever do again <laughs> agreed, in my life. Agreed. Uh, Saturdays at I O at midnight comes to Best Buds. <laughs> Uh, what do you think? Santa, Jesus, Mrs. Claus, Elf, Alf. We- I think we thought the question was different. Okay, let's hear it. Hey, again, I have no idea, so I'll hear your answer, too. So we thought that it was like celebrities that were assuming different names. Okay. So we thought it was like John Denver, Linda Ronstadt, etc. those types of things. Okay. As that person. As that person. So yes. every song was by this person, but really it was a bunch of... Other celebrities. Yeah, remember yeah. that uh, movie where like five people played Bob Dylan? Yes. Uh, we thought it was th- basically the same thing. Okay. Who who do you think? Who do I think played Bob Dylan? Well, no. Kate Blanchett was great. Do I mean on the, on the question. We oh. said John Denver. John Denver. Linda Ronstadt. Donny El- Osmond. Donny Osmond, Osmond. Elton John. Okay. Maybe we'll see whose interpretation of the question was correct. <laughs> hey. Dang. Uh, Henry John Deutschendorf Jr. was advised by a tour promoter that his name wouldn't fit on theater marquees, so he adopted the stage name of John Denver. His co-stars on the album were Frank Oz and Jim Henson, but they were originally credited as only their various Muppet characters in the album liner notes. The TV special only aired once and for some reason has never been released on video. Man, that, I listen to this album every single Christmas with my family at home. And uh, our, the, my fav- our favorite song is the one with... Uh, where it's in the round, it's about uh, Christmas is coming, the goose is getting fat, please go defending the old man's hat. And that was like among the first words that my siblings and I said in our lives Aww. was we all love that song. So like my little sister... We all love this song. Yeah, that's what we... Yeah, we in unison. I didn't speak till I was eight. And we all in unison said we all love this song. Yeah. That's wow. a really sweet story, but I found my foreskin in a closet. <laughs> so... And we never learned how your iguana died. That's true. And we never will. Uh, that's five, five, points, five points to you for interpreting yeah. the question correctly and getting the answer correctly. Cool. Uh, hey, I'll give you five for getting the, the... I'll give you five for both of those things. Uh, this one is for Moist Bandits. In National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Clark Griswold loves Christmas. An ongoing gag within the movie is Clark having trouble with his Christmas decorations. There are numerous shots of Clark placing Christmas lights upon Christmas lights to the point where, when the lights are turned on, they blind the neighbors. Clark was probably close to setting the record for most Christmas lights on a tree, a record held by Universal Studios Japan until 2015, when they replaced them with teeth. Um, (laughs) 
Who beat Japan's record and with how many lights? Uh, cool. So, Johnny, the answer is uh, Las Vegas, USA. Las Vegas, USA. Yep. Uh-huh. With uh, 1.2 million lights on a single Christmas tree. Okay. Where was the Christmas tree? Las Vegas, USA. What? Where, though? Like on the strip? Like north, south, middle? Um, it was in front of the Mirage. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, I feel out. like that answer was way more plausible than Jason thought it was so, going to be. Yes, no, because like in front of the in front of the Mirage, there, as we all know, there's a fire show. Um, so like, where within the fire show would a Christmas tree be? Well, they suspended the fire show because the show was was the show of Christmas, the show of Christmas cheer that was happening okay, in lieu of the fire fair. show. How tall was a Christmas tree? It was super tall. Taller than the high roller. No, no, no. You know what the stratosphere is? Yeah, that's unbelievably tall. No. Yeah, nice, nice trap, Vegas man. All right, you got me. (laughs) You got me. (laughs) When I was thirteen. Oh hell yeah! At Christmas time, right? (laughs) (laughs) Incandescent. Oh no! There we go. Oh, the angle. Um, but I, uh, she. I remember she asked me like, "What do you think of the lights?" And I said, "I don't know. It's pretty wasteful, like of energy." And since then, my family has like plyboard that they like painted. So there's one that's like a stocking and one that's like an ornament, and they don't put up any lights because I was a brat at 13 and I was like, "I don't know the environment though." That but, rules. Also, but also, yeah, like think of how much energy they save because I was a brat at 13. Yeah. All I'm saying is everything has an impact. <laughs> I'm going to give you 10 points for that. Thank you. Round of applause. Um, what did you say, Las Vegas? Yes. <laughs> yes. Las yes. Vegas, USA. Yeah. Not, oh. So you don't get it, that confused oh, with any sorry. of the Sorry, I had a question for not Las Vegas, USA, but I'll retract. <laughs> we'll allow it. Okay. Uh, what, what do you think? Las Vegas, USA? No, no. <laughs> okay, what do you think the correct answer is? Uh, it's uh, Disney World MGM Studios, uh, which is actually called Hollywood Studios now. Uh, yeah. It was the Osborne Family Christmas Light Spectacular. Uh, with it's the Osborne Family Spectacle of Lights is what it's actually Thank you. Called. Thank you for that. <laughs> it's, been, it's been several years since I've been to it, but it's a beautiful display of lights. And I believe that was the last year they did it, uh, so they upped their game to like get the record and blah, blah, blah. Okay. One Disney versus... Another. How many lights? It's like is this one point one million? <laughs> oh, what, under like the the Osborne like the Ozzy Osborne family no. Christmas. Fair, uh, uh, normal question to ask, but no. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> I thought you were 
Um, an Australian dad. <laughs> an Australian daddy. According to the Guinness Book of World Records, David Richards, a man after Clark Griswold's own heart, beat the record when he had 518,838 LED string lights on a tree. He reportedly said, uh, the Australian accent, I'll do oh, my best. Can I, Johnny, can I please? That's not a lights. This is a lights. That's correct. Does he say that in the Christmas movie? I don't know. That's exactly it. That's true? Yeah. What? Oh. That's not a light. This is a light. Oh. Crocodile the dumbest bit I would do in my whole life. Damn, I'm gonna. Connor gets like 20 fucking points wow. for that. What, is that from? That's, I, that, no, that it's was like a Crocodile Dundee riff that I was doing there, but I've never seen that either. That's that's great. Oh. That's great. That's not a knife. This is guys, a knife. Yeah, hack. What a hack. <laughs> Gee whiz. <laughs> Santa Claus is coming to town. Uh, Santa is our modern take on the generosity of St. Nicholas of Myra, 270 A.D. to 343 A.D., uh, known for his charity and capacity for forgiveness. One particular act of charity on his part is likely the model for gift-giving we do today. What was the amazing gift that gave rise to St. Nick's legend? And that is for Baby It's Mold Outside. This is, I believe, the last question, so this is for all the marbles. That's time. Christmas time is here. <laughs> Baby, it's mold outside. What do you think? <laughs> do we... Johnny, I think we're going to go with no. You said this guy was alive when? <laughs> uh, two... 270 A.D. to 343 A.D. Uh, that's Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> let me check real quick. Uh, no, I can tell you right now. That is an amazing gift. That's not a Christ. This is a Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jesus. Uh, no, well, no, what, ignore me. He, he gave communion ah. to people who could not have the money to receive it. Who? Isn't church free? St. Nick's? St. Nick gave... Gave, you know, bread and wine and... and Was communion yeah. expensive? I'm sorry? Was communion expensive If you're and poor, exclusive? it is. I mean, you know, wine and bread don't just hang around. Limbus bread. Yeah, it's like at the beginning of Aladdin when he steals bread. Mm. At the beginning and everybody's of, like, of let's kill Aladdin. Of Aladdin. Oh, Riff I thought you said rent. <laughs> no, I don't know what that is. No. <laughs> So, so Jesus's big thing was. <laughs> so, what a so what the, a, the, the what a podcast pause that was. <laughs> so Jesus's big thing was. And there it was again. <laughs> 
when uh, when the Coca Cola commercial started showing Jesus <laughs> in all red and white, and all of a sudden he was fatter than <coughs> usual, and Coke was like, "This is the Jesus we're representing," and mainstream media was just like, "Sure, that's him." Uh, so, th- and then so back then, <laughs> uh, every like he Saint Nick uh, was like feeding people. Yeah, you, you know what I mean, like, Much like helping our savior. Yeah. Because it's an amazing gift to be fed. Like the question. Bre- bread and wine is what I'm going to interpret their answer to be. Uh, okay, okay. Okay. What do you think? We're going to say no. We're okay. going to say Are you sure? the gift of an orange in a shoe. An orange in a shoe. Shoes hadn't been invented yet. <laughs> and also, is that even amazing? He, he put oranges in existing shoes. Yeah, yeah. In, he did yeah. not give a shoe with an orange in it. Gotcha. Like yeah. you found your shoe and he put an orange in it. Well, I'm like, God I'm, damn it! <laughs> I'm allergic. Nick. I'm allergic to citrus. Is that true? So he could hurt me. Are you really? That's I am. why Jason doesn't date. Like, the, do you wait? So do you, are you like super prone to scurvy? It probably yeah. Hey Jason. Also, I don't know what that is. He's all yeah. fucking scurved it's, up. Yeah, it's the pirate disease. Yeah. It's a yeah, vitamin C deficiency. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm a pirate. Jason. <laughs> Wait. Wait is that why Buddy died? Because I only fed him lettuce with powder on top of it. But, well, like baby on, powder? Like powder? Generic powder? Like, oh, was, was like, it a powder, like Kool Aid? or like? No, I went to the reptile store and they said, put the powder on a lettuce. And sometimes I fed him Cheerios when I would run out of lettuce. <laughs> Did you put the powder on the Cheerios? No, I didn't put powder on the Cheerios. So the guanas need that powder, man. It was powdered lettuce or plain Cheerios. Yeah, but the Cheerios were like very few and far between. It's because also I, I fed my turtle the Cheerios sometimes too, so I would just give them because they live next to each other. And they were neighbors. Yeah, they were neighbors. They were they were buds. Buddies, yeah. Borrow a cup of powder from the other one. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see the answer to this old question. Oh, this is a long one. Hold on, buckle up. While traveling, Nicholas heard of a wealthy man with three daughters who lost his fortune because Satan messed with his investments. The man was apparently distraught because unable to provide a suitable dowry, his daughter's only option would be prostitution, or worse, marrying someone poor and undesirable. Like like an RPG podcast performer. That's me. Um... Uh, jokes on my wife. The generous Nicholas came by the house that night and dropped a bag of gold through the window for the eldest daughter's dowry and did the same the next two nights for the other daughters. St. Nick's second most famous act was cutting down a tree possessed by a demon and his third was solving the murder mystery of the kids who'd been picked by a local butcher and sold as hamsteaks. Was St. Was, was, was Nick one of the boxcar children? He even used his magical saint powers to bring the pickled kids Back to life. <laughs> Busy guy. Hamsteak kids. Pickled. <laughs> Were they left in vinegar? <laughs> Is that the yes. name of like the midnight improv team? Pickled, Pickled kids. kids. <laughs> it's a good digestive. Hamsteaks. <laughs> no, we've been there. <laughs> um, so I guess no one got that right, True. Uh, including True. Saint Nicholas himself. Did you say that the first one was because Satan messed with someone's investments? Yes, I did. God, what an unbelievable excuse to get, like, honey, I lost all our money. God, Satan messed with my investments. It was that demon tree. <laughs> yeah, um, what did the demon tree do? He, it was... It, it, Throw it, apples? Yeah, yeah, it threw it. it threw Crab apples. apples. Um, I saw a poem on the internet. Okay. <laughs> 
I'm listening. <laughs> and I think it was supposed to be a good poem. <laughs> <laughs> but it was... It was... It was like, oh, we all, we all blame Eve for original sin, but look who's got... Adam's apple stuck in his throat. <laughs> the build up to that was like the build up to when she proposed our name. <laughs> uh, no points to anyone ever again. Uh, so I'm going to add up some points real quick. Please just talk about uh, your favorite Christmas song, like perhaps Last Christmas by Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh, uh, a criminally underrated Christmas song is Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays by NSYNC. Yes, that whole album is it's fantastic. It's genuinely good. It's a genuinely good Christmas album. I would encourage all of you to Except listen to it. Except for the song that Chris Kirkpatrick lead sings. Aww. They gave him a chance and it did not work. That's uh, up until a few years ago, Chris Kirk Kirkpatrick DJed in Orlando, oh. uh, like just a, just a nightclub. He would just like it'd be like, hey, Chris Kirkpatrick is like DJing every Tuesday, and that's just what he does now. And I've was... seen In Sync. Five times live. Oh shit! And one year, so it was at the Joliet's Raceway out like off 355, and Hell they were yeah. playing, they were performing Digital Get Down, yeah. and digital I was like sixth down. row center, Damn and they were shit. throwing glow sticks. Damn! And I was like, give me a glow stick! And Chris Kirkpatrick threw one at me, and I caught it, and I was so bummed out <laughs> because it was Chris <laughs> yours. Patrick. But you know what? I kept it in a photo album, the kind that like you peel yeah. the film yeah. off and you put it in and you peeled it back on. And that also is still in my childhood bedroom. There's a stuffed rabbit and a, a Chris Kirkpatrick. Yeah, yeah. my husband jokes bed. that if he didn't know who I was, he thought that I would have died. Because my parents have not changed my eighth grade room. It's all, I have one of those like self dolls, you know, where it's like, it looks like me. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. in my bedroom. My uh, grandmother made it. It was, uh, yeah, it's in my softball uniform. Your, and it's your me real looking life one? Um, like right before I make a pitch. Are you a ghost? <laughs> She's a Japanese horror ghost. Yeah. I came out from a well. I'm always wet. That's so cool. Let's do a podcast without the trivia stuff. <laughs> uh, so I, I have tabulated the results uh, in a in a two way tie. Uh, oh no, I'm sorry. The, not a two way tie. Uh, in last place is Bill with negative five points. Back of the bus. Where the cool kids sit? Tied for second to last place is Elizabeth and the fans with five points. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm so sorry, Bill, you're not last. Uh, there was a miscalculation. What? The haters are last with ten points. Negative you are ten. second Negative to last. Yes. Elizabeth and the fans are third to last. Um, uh, fourth to last is Connor with 15 points. <laughs> Okay. Uh, second place is going to be... <laughs> Fourth to last to second place. <laughs> well, there's only job. two more that left. Was, and that was designed to make me feel bad. <laughs> uh, fifth to last <laughs> is Baby It's Mold Outside with 105 oh. points. And in first place, uh, I said I wouldn't do it, but I did it with 115 points, The Moist Bandits. Yeah. It was close. Very close. Yeah. 
Um, can I just very quickly before those scores become official, can I just say, Johnny, you've done a great job hosting. Yeah. Oh my gosh, thank um, you so much. In 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 uh, Spencer's place. Thank you. Um, Let me I, do some quick math. I think we... <laughs> wow, with 120 points. Uh, <laughs> is Buddy the iguana? Is uh, <laughs> me? I guess. Oh, I yeah. uh, and if. Cheating isn't the true meaning of Christmas. I don't know what it is. <laughs> uh, have a great night. Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is an arcade audio production. Find us at facebook.com slash lsdlshow. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Our show was produced by Spencer Hamilton... Patrick Connolly and Rich Camelucci. Written by Spencer Hamilton, Patrick Connolly, Collier Free, and Rob Grabowski. Hosted by Spencer Hamilton. Bill Arnett runs the Chicago Improv Studio. Visit chicagoimprovstudio.com for more details about seeing shows and taking classes. Elizabeth Del Toro can be found online at twitter.com slash selfie DT. The DT stands for Danny Tamborelli. Connor Doyle can be heard on the Humanoid Resources podcast, hosted right here on Arcade Audio. Yvette Jaskowitz performs weekly at Comedy Sports Chicago. Casey Searles can be seen improvising around Chicago and is just a really great person. And finally, Jason We Met performs at the Crowd Theater with his house team Cozy. You can check out the Crowd's house team night every Friday at 10 p.m. Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is made possible in part by listeners like you. Check out patreon.com slash arcade audio for more info on how you can help. Thanks for listening to Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the world's only game show. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.